0: Series on the, the Lord's Prayer or the Disciples' Prayer, I'm excited about today. Lots of good things in Scripture to teach us and guide us along the way. It's been a good series so far for me to just to reflect on this incredible, incredible prayer where the disciples come to Jesus to say, God, give us, Jesus, give us some insights into your relationship with God, with your relationship with our Heavenly Father. How do we, how can we connect with God in a way that you're connecting how can we not get left out on the things that you're experiencing when you have power and you have strength and you're transforming people? How can we be a part of that? How can our lives as well be impacted by who God is? What a request, yet we know. We know, we know that when we pray, it produces in us a connection to God like no other. And sometimes I wonder in my own life at points, why am I reluctant to pray? Why do I get so busy and overwhelmed by stuff that anxiety and worry and overwhelmed circumstances seem to rush on top of me and I forget about praying? Or all of a sudden I remind myself and then I have to slow down and stop for a few moments and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm taking on all of this stuff that really isn't what God intended for me to do. I don't know if you're like me, but I have a list. I can have a, a myriad list really quickly of worries and things that I'm anxious about in my life. I thought about being a dad and what it is being a dad or a mom, being a parent and some of the kind of things that happen to us when we worry about our kids or our situation. I thought about, you know, some of the events that happen in life as a parent with your kids. I thought about the anxiety-producing moments when it's that first day of school for your first child. Now, child number two and three, they don't get that same deal. But the first kid that comes out of the chute, I mean, that guy right there, you know that, that you know that that first day of school for, for me and especially for my wife, Jean, that is anxiety producing. You got to make sure they've got everything down. They've got the right clothes. They've got the right stuff they need. But also, it's just whether you drive them there or whether you put them on a bus or whatever, incredibly uh, anxiety and worrisome, isn't it? One of those amazing events. I thought a little, you know, you fast forward a little bit further, and there comes this time in their life where they decide, and you decide hopefully with them, um, that they want to learn how to drive the car. And I remember, um, I remember that distinctly, and thinking, okay, and having to talk with my wife about like who's going to be the teacher on the car thing. Do you remember that? Okay, if you've done that. And there's a lot of anxiety, not only in making that decision, because for us it was a split decision and we both wound up trying to help teach them how to drive. And if you ask them today about that experience, and, and they will always say, well, you yelled at me. And I was like, no, 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 I wasn't yelling at you. But they remember it that way. Who was the better teacher? Don't ask that question, because you will lose, especially if you're the dad. Anyway, but um, those are anxiety. You get in the car. That's an anxiety-producing thing when you're in the, the kind of the wrong seat. I mean, you're over here, and you don't really have control of that anymore. But we could list literally hundreds of things that people are worried and anxious about in life. All of us in this room could have our own list of things that even just this morning, several things, many things that consume our thought process that are burdensome to us. And we come to this passage in Scripture here, in Matthew, where it's talking about God meeting our needs. And up to this point in this prayer, it's been all about God. It's been all about our heavenly Father. It's been all about God's kingdom coming into play. But here it is where Jesus says something about us, something about the need that we have, and that's where we're going to go today. Give us this day our daily bread. So if you're following along with your notes, you might want to just pull those out right now. I heard this about a stock market. When the stock market crashed, there were two stock brokers talking together and uh, they, were, they were just sharing back and forth and the one said, I am like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm worried sick. And the other one said, I'm not worried at all. I've hired a professional worrier and I pay him to do all my worries for me. I don't have to worry about anything. The other guy said, well, how much does one of those cost? And he said, well, it's about $100,000 a year. Wow, the guy said, how do you pay for that? He says, that's his problem. That's his worry. (laughs) The Bible says in Proverbs, it says, the anxiety in a heart brings a man down, brings a person down. Anxiety of heart. It weighs us down. The old English word for worry literally means to choke or to strangle. Our worries strangle us. They choke us, don't they? They strangle us. Hmm. That's what worry does. I was thinking back to how when worry is in our life, when we're anxious about things, I thought about how when you sit in a rocking chair, you expend a whole lot of energy. When we worry about stuff, we expend a whole lot of energy. But just like in a rocking chair, we don't really get very far. It doesn't take us anywhere. It doesn't take us anywhere healthy. So how do we get out of that rocking chair of worry with God? How can God move us forward? Research tells us that about 40% of all of our worries are are about the future and things that never happen. They never come to fruition. About 30% of our worries are about the past and we can't do anything about changing those. About 12% are needless worries about our own health and some of those things. And about 10% are kind of petty worries, which leaves us with about 8% of actual legitimate types of worries and concerns. We worry about all kinds of things that never happen or that happened in our past we can't do anything about or are really minuscule in the scheme of life. We worry we're in a we're in a community of worry and we're in a state of worry and we're in a country of worry perhaps that's because we have so much that we worry we over worry is there an anecdote an antidote to anxiety philippians 4:6 great verse says this don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god your needs God says, don't worry, pray. Boy, that sounds so easy. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Sounds like that's just too easy. That's just too easy, God. There's got to be some other catch to this thing. Even when I've tried it a bunch of times, God, it's not working for me. Well, let's look at that a little bit deeper today, what it means to pray. What do I pray? What kinds of prayer are in order for me to stop worrying so much about stuff. Well, Matthew 6, 9 through 11 says it this way. This is how you should pray, Jesus said. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus wanted us to know that from the very first and foremost, for all of us, it's not about us. It's about God. And that's where a lot of us get derailed in prayer. We still focus on just us and not on God. It's about God, not us. Now, we're a part of that, but our main focus is to focus on God. Jesus wanted us to make sure we got that right. If we don't get that right, we will struggle with worry and all kinds of other issues in our life. The first part of the prayer, as I said before, is about God. We move into the second part today where it's about us. I want you to look with me at the next uh, kind of three petitions because they encompass some of the concerns for life that we may have. The daily bread, the daily bread, this daily bread that's being prayed about addresses the present in life. Provide this daily bread, that's right now, that's the present Forgive us our sins is about our past. Forgive us our past, our sins. Lead us not into temptation speaks about the future. So, God is all about wrapping up in this prayer right here all of life as it encompasses who we are. It's huge. This prayer encompasses everything about our lives. So let's look at these three things today that I want us to focus on. Three kind of keys. The first one is ask God for his assistance, give us, rather than worry we're to ask God what we want. The second one is to remember that God, God's resources that he provides for us in giving us daily bread, basic food of life, represents all of the necessities of life, of the life of the needs that we have in our life, and the third is to trust God's timing today, daily, this day, not weekly or monthly or annually, but give us today our daily bread. So that's where we're going. So if you're in your notes with me, the first is this. Ask God for assistance. Ask God for assistance. Instead of worry, request help. Worry is our attempt to control the uncontrollable, isn't it? When we feel like... um, you're worthless or helpless, we start to worry. But how much, how much is God in control when we worry? How much, how much is God, how much are things out of control for God? Nothing. Nothing's out of control for God. God isn't worrying. He knows our needs. Nothing's out of control with God. This is what God says to do. In James 4, 2, it says this. You do not have because you do not ask God. If we prayed as much as we worried, we'd have a lot less to worry about, wouldn't we? Over 20 times in the New Testament, God says, ask. He wants you to ask. He wants us to ask. He delights in providing for our needs. That's who God is. God wants to ask us for all of our needs, not just some of our needs, but all of our needs. What is God the source of in providing needs? I think I've listed some things out on the outline for you, but God is my source. Remember these things. Look them up afterwards. They're listed in your outline. God is my source. When I don't know what to do, God is my wisdom. When I run out of energy, God is my source of strength. When I feel like everything is caving in and depressing me, God is my source, the source of my happiness. God is the source of hope when things look hopeless. When life becomes stressed out, God is my source of peace. When I'm overwhelmed with guilt, God is the source of my salvation. When I feel like giving up, God is my source of encouragement. Great verses that follow along with each of those that mark out for us how God is the source of all that we need. Don't we have an incredibly great God? He knows all about the different aspects of life and what we need. And he provides because he is the source. He is the one. And God says, look to me to provide for you. Here's the second area. Remember God's resources. Remember that God is the one who forgives us. Worry means that we've forgotten God's promises. We've begun to take on things that don't belong in our take-on bag. We've begun to carry with us burdens that are overwhelming, that stretch us, that choke us, that strangle us. When you catch yourself over-worrying about things, if you can catch yourself, it is a great time to insert right in there a word to God. God, I know this is not my design. I know that I'm over-worrying about things that belong to you to help me handle. You have to catch yourself. I know I have to catch myself and stop myself from carrying burdens with me because they weigh me down. They depress me. They take me in the wrong direction. They have me fumbling around for my ways of answering those worries or dealing with them. God says, I am the resource for your worries and your life. Give us today our daily bread. Mm. Bread is more than food, isn't it? Bread represents here all of the needs of life. It is the basic essential component to food, but it also represents all of our needs as well. Philippians 4.19, God will supply all that you ever need from his glorious resources in Christ Jesus. What does all include? Everything, right? All means everything. It means everything. In other words, there is nothing that God really wants us to worry about because he is the resource for our worries and anxieties. all that you need circle that word need circle that word need God doesn't say I'm gonna supply all your greed but all you need all that you need God gives us what we need he is consistent in providing for us and he does that because he loves us and he wants to provide as a parent I don't give everything to my kids when they were younger especially Everything that they wanted, that'd be wrong. It could be dangerous. My five-year-old son came up and said, Dad, I want a Harley. Am I going to give him a Harley, David, Not because I couldn't afford it or whatever, but because it would be dangerous. It'd be wrong. There are things that God doesn't give us because they would be wrong for us. They might be dangerous for us, but God will provide our needs for us because he is a loving father. So we look to him to be the resource to provide our needs. It says that he's going to supply them out of his glorious resources. He doesn't just have a few scraps along the side for you. He just doesn't have maybe just the the band-aid solution to your problem. He has glorious resources for you. He has kingdom resources to meet your needs and mine. We have an incredible Heavenly Father who has all of the resources at His disposal to meet our needs. Matthew 6 32 and 33. Don't worry at all about having enough food or clothing. Your heavenly father always already knows perfectly well that you need them. And he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life. God takes care of his family. He's a heavenly father. He's well aware of our needs. He knows every need that we have. As a father, it gives me great pride To be able to provide for my family. I love to do that. It's fun to provide for my family. i look forward when I'm able to do that for them to provide and to do it well. God is the same. He loves to provide. He's not stingy. He loves to provide. What are you worrying about? What are you so anxious about in your life? What are the top things in your life that you're worried and concerned for? God wants to provide. He wants to be there. He wants to be the one that is the resource for your need in that area of your life. Think on it for just a moment. You may have been giving it to God over and over and over. That's good. But it's to recognize that God also has the resource to provide. Can you trust Him to provide? That is a challenging thing to trust God with. When it doesn't seem like we're hearing Him. But God will provide. Jesus said, don't worry. Don't worry about food and clothing. 2,000 years ago, God said the same thing to millions of people. The people that were following after God in the desert. And God provided food. He provided manna. Not quite sure what that stuff was, but He provided manna. Every day, every morning, every morning he provided. It was a daily provision. You couldn't keep it. You couldn't put it in a jar. Couldn't put it in a refrigerator. Couldn't do any of that stuff with it. But you gathered it up in baskets and you ate that food of God every day. Daily, God provided. It was an amazing thing that God provided for the needs of this group of people over this time, this long period of time. But God provided He provided consistently and faithfully every day. That's the way God is. God provides. He's waiting. He's anxious to give. He's wanting to take care of your needs, your issues, your problems, your concerns, and mine. Will we trust him with that? Here's the third. Trust God's timing. Trust God's timing. This is perhaps one of the most difficult for me. When you pray, you remember there is no problem that God can't handle. But we need to trust his time to reveal his answers to our questions. Give us today our daily bread. You might circle that, give us today. This is often the most difficult and overwhelming worry for us. I don't know if how many of you have discovered that God's timing is not always the same as yours. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? I'd like it, God, now. And God's going, I don't think so. But it's timing, isn't it? We want God to answer things immediately. We live in a fast paced world where things get done pretty quickly. We don't like to wait. We're not necessarily patient, or we're in pain, or we're about to be in pain, or we've been in pain, and we're worried about getting through that. Or how do we meet that need, or how do I pay that bill, or whatever that is, or how does my kid get back on track? How do I help this person? God has an interesting way of dealing with time, but God's timing is right timing. God's timing, God knows our needs is what Scripture tells us, and God wouldn't lie about that. God knows what we need, and God's timing is perfect. Waiting requires faith. Waiting requires faith. You've got to trust God's timing instead of worrying. God how is this going to work out? God says, hang in there. Trust my timing. Trust me. Trust him daily. I love the fact that if we were to give God and say, well, God, just give me, just unchart everything about my life for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And God was to reveal to us everything that's going to happen in our life in the next 10, 15, 20, 25 years or more. What would that do in our relationship with him if we knew everything that was going to happen to us? Well, one of the things it would do is it would probably cause most all of us to be concerned about how we were going to follow that plan, but also it would really stop us in a lot of ways from trusting God and keeping daily connected to him. God challenges us to keep a relationship of health with him on a daily basis. If we don't have a a strong relationship with our heavenly father daily, wow, we slip. It's easy to slide. It's easy to take our agenda and plug it in or our solutions to create the answers to our problems. Yet God says, you've got to trust my timing and in trusting my timing, you need to know that I will provide daily for you. Can you do that? can I do that? Hmm. God wants to provide for our needs. He is the resource for us as well. Matthew 6, 34 says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. How do you overcome worry? You live one day at a time with God. You live one day at a time with Almighty God. You have a connection to a Heavenly Father that knows exactly what's going on, who cares about who you are, who wants to provide for every need that you have. But you and I have that daily responsibility and privilege to stay connected to Him, the source of every resource in heaven that God can provide, the one that knows infinitely better than any of us what the right timing is, and knows exactly what our concerns are and how to walk through them with us. That doesn't mean that we won't have challenges. It doesn't mean that we won't face difficulties and issues. But we overcome anxiety and worry when we rest in the fact that God is with us and He is the source of strength and the ultimate one we put our faith in. That is our God. Matthew 6:44 says this, each day has enough trouble of its own. I like that verse. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Einstein said, I never think of the future. It comes too soon. Someone said, worry is the interest you pay when you borrow trouble. Worry is the interest you pay when you borrow trouble. Some people, well, shouldn't we plan? Well, of course we should plan. The Bible teaches us about wisdom and planning and being ready for the future, but we plan and have future, but we also live in the moment of the day with God. Today is the day. Worry is our attempt, is an attempt to control both the past and the future, and that is not something we can do. You worry about the past that you can't change. You worry about the future that you can't change. We worry about the present, and we just mess stuff up. Hmm. Pray and live one day at a time. That is God's way. Psalm 68, 19 says this, Praise the Lord who daily, daily bears our burdens. God knows every day what we need. The result of that is that we develop a deeper faith, a deeper conviction, A relationship with God that allows Him to lead, and we follow. Allows Him to provide answers in His timing, and we trust Him for it. Is it difficult? Yes. Challenging? Yes. Is it right? Yes. Does it work? Yes. All those are yeses because they place God's kingdom and who He is before our worries and our concerns. God knows what our needs are. He knows exactly today what you and I struggle with. When we trust God with our anxiety, our worries, and our daily living, it produces in us peace, doesn't it? When I worry and have concerns, it's nothing like peace. But when I entrust those things to God, God will produce peace in us and depth of faith. God wants to be your resource in life, but he wants to meet those needs every day. Our challenge is to connect with him each and every day, to have him be the source of that peace, to be the one we trust. Let's pray together.